And we're back with episode 10, Penny. Can you believe it? 10 episodes of Strategy in the Virtual Controller. How are you today? Well, considering I'm commitment phobic, I'm really concerned that I've done 10 of these. (laughs) That we've made it to 10. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to... uh, so outside my room. Welcome to Strategy and the Virtual Controller, um, where Penny and I talk through um, how accountants and bookkeepers can run better business, can be uh, better adopters of technology, better marketers, better strategists, how they can avoid the, the short-term distractions. Um, and, and as David Meister said in his book, Strategy and the Fat Smoker, how do we actually focus on the day-to-day um, actions and activities that drive us towards our long-term goals uh, while avoiding those short-term distractions that, that are around us. But today, Penny, uh, we're talking about people because there was a, an interesting article um, released by, I think it's called thegoingconcern.com, um, and uh, we'll put that up on the website, satvc.co, satvc.co. Just rolls off the tongue now, which is great. But Penny, um, people continue to be finding and keeping good people continually um, remains a problem in the accounting uh, accounting and bookkeeping profession. What are you seeing out there? Well, um, in the last week and a half, I've had three discussions with accounting firms and two ad hoc discussions with just general business owners, one at the dog park and one at the guy that's putting the tile in my bathroom (laughs) Um, (laughs) about getting quality people and, um, and how do you do that? And how do you get people that, want to work. And I know this was supposed to be uh, a session on client advisory, but you, you got to have people. You got to have people, you got to have technology, you got to have a team. And I had three different firms who, these firms were different. Uh, one was an audit-based firm, one was a controller-type firm, and one was a much more traditional tax-type um, CPA, bookkeeping, lower level, you know, just to get the, the, the data for the financials. All three of these firms said, I can't find people. I mean, these, the, 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 these kids, they don't want to work. And I'm, go- I'm going, okay. In the back of my head, I'm thinking, I got this like side hustle where I work with this FinTech. They got about uh, 890 employees. I work with a team of about 30. I do some support. These are the most they're young, they're the most amazing, hardworking, focused kids I've ever worked with. Um, They're brilliant to work with. They think outside the box uh, and they have fun and they're happy. And actually, Penny, you sort of think- accounting firms who say they can't find anybody like that. But also you think about um, when you go to like a, a QuickBooks, and, and I remember we touched on this um, a couple of episodes ago, the first QuickBooks Connect, everyone sort of looked like deers in the headlight, but sort of QuickBooks Connect 2 and 3 and the zero cons of the world, it, it's a different vibe because the, yes. the people want to be there. It, and, and I would probably suggest that it skews younger uh, than a traditional um, state society type CPE conference event. One. I will disagree with you on that one. Um, yes, Which there one? are a lot younger people, but 
Um, I think that there are, I run into people of all ages. Oh, Quite absolutely. Oh, Look at me, Damien. Now, now, Penny, I, I said it skews younger compared to the traditional state society events. So that's yes. what I said. Oh, absolutely. So, You're right. I'm sorry. sorry. I <laughs> no, no, no. I, no, I, I absolutely. You walk through that and it's it's people across the spectrum, across the, the full age. But, but also people are having fun. People are enjoying themselves because they're doing a different type of work. They're not sitting in there doing their mandatory 42 hours of ethics and um, 42 hours of A&A. Um, it, it's, a different, it's a different energy and it's a different vibe. And I think to your point, three quite different firms, but all struggling to find good people, all saying that young people don't want to work, but we know that's not true. Whether yeah, it's a tech company, I, I, whether it's an accounting company, it's just not true. And I'll always, I'll, I'll say, okay, so like this one firm, I, I said, so, um, so if you're interested in utilizing us, they said, uh, before you utilize us, can I ask what technology are you using? How are you gathering information from clients? What are you doing? How are you making the work uh, obtainable? to get done? And then how are you tasking it out? And all three firms didn't have a methodology for obtaining anything, didn't have a methodology for tasking anything. They were, they said, well, you know, I did my time. I put in my 14 hours. <laughs> Jesus, Mary and Joseph, why can't they do the same? And it's like, you know what? Did you enjoy that? Is that a badge of honor? Um, and the same as last year, it, it is a badge yeah. of honor, but this whole sale, um, same as last year, it's it's going to kill, A, it's going to kill them, uh, but it, it's going to kill their business because if if they use the same strategies that they and their fathers and their father's fathers before them used in terms of growing their practice and building their business, then it's not going to work. The the the, the society and 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 we have moved on but the accounting industry and that type of thinking has not it it surprises me that it's still so rampant today well you know you got you they're still dealing like especially with this audit firm i mean they're very compliance driven and you've got to admit that you know a lot of compliance is initiated by a government and governments move as slow as accounting firms so um so but but when you're when you're dealing with somebody who looks at you and says, "There's a better way to do this," and you turn around and go, "But this is the way we've always done it, and I don't yeah. have time to change," then you're going to lose that person. You're going to lose them because they're going to go to the firm that is saying, "I'm going to adapt and I'm going to change," and. Um, there is, I'm not saying you can do everything like uh, 100% technology and make it an eight hour perfect day with a, a, you know, a one hour lunch or whatever, but you can certainly make it more enticing. Um, years ago, I was working with a firm back east and he was having a hard time getting good quality staff. And this was like, you know, probably 10 years ago. And I spent a day in his office and, you know, I walked around, I talked to people, I listened to the people in the waiting room. I, I listened to his receptionist. I kind of like just kind of sat like I shadowed everything. 
And then at the end of the day, he said, what do you think? And I'm sitting in his office. I said, just, just come, come with me. Come with me. I, we walked outside and I, I said, we're standing in front of your office and I'm a new employee or I'm a new client who's never seen you before. Let's walk inside your office. And he walked in. He goes, yeah. I said, take a look at this. There, is, there are flyers on the table that are printed out that are sloppy. There is, there's, uh, it's cluttered. There are file boxes all over the place. Look at your reception area. She's got a stack of papers on that scanner that she hasn't gotten to. I said, what right now, just walking in, are you excited about going beyond this front door? Because I'm not. Um, just take a look at yourself. Be honest. And, and also, yeah, and, and I think as well, some of the things that we've been talking about is, is moving towards talking to firms specifically that want to introduce this type of controller service, even just this idea of this badge of honor of tax season um, and, and working those eight, uh, 80 hour, 100 hour weeks, there's a better and smarter way to work. Uh, and whether it's the technology that you use and the systems and processes you use, it's also the services that you offer. Uh, you still can be a, an audit firm, um, but there's a smarter way of working. You don't have to be so reliant on on that tax season for your for your revenue and, and cash flow. And at the end of the day, that's going to be what helps bring work-life balance to your team. That's going to help you attract and, and retain the best and the brightest. But you, you do have to take a long, hard look at your front office, your back office, the, the types of services that you're providing. Um, and if you don't want to be there, then then what makes you think that um, the, the, the 25-year-old, 30-year-old accountants do? Yeah. If you're not happy, what makes you think yeah. that anybody coming to work for you or as a client is going to, don't, they're going to see it. They're going to see it. Penny, one of the, one of one of the uh, on one of the other episodes that we that we recorded, um, something that you said really um, stuck out to me, and and I think this is really uh, particular, and it's on that article um, about the accounting talent shortage. Um, you said something along the lines of "Don't try to clone yourself," yes. and I thought that was really interesting. And and I think that's a trap that accountants fall into. They want more of themselves. They want they want they want to clone themselves. So, what do you think of that? Well, because they think I don't have enough time to get all the work I've got to get done done. So I need wow. another person to be just like me. Yeah. Okay. That doesn't work. Because if you get another person who's just like you, then all you're going to get is a lot more people running out of time. And I think that a, a different way to look at it is what part, again, going back to what I think I talked about last week, which is what part of the team in, in the and, and think about your work as a team thing. Just break your work down as if you were a team. Um, each part of your work has to be done. What are you efficient at? What do you like to do? And what part of it's not working? Well, if I take out the pieces, rather than trying to take the whole thing, let's just take out the piece that I enjoy doing. And what is it that I like about that piece is it the actual hands-on work of working with numbers? Is it the interaction with the client? Is it the interaction with the employee? Is it the interaction with the technology? 
what part is it that's making me happy? Because chances are you'll find that you're spending most of your time doing that one thing. So if And that's okay as well. I think that's the other thing that's really important. If if don't get yourself down because you think you've been spending all of this time on 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 those activities that you're you're not enjoying. But if you're able to actually identify what it is that you really do enjoy doing, fantastic. Because now we yes. just have to work out how to get the other stuff done. Right. And and look for people, technology, and processes that will fill that aspect that you require to get to what you like to do. Yeah. Because everybody, you know, if everybody just did what they like to do, nothing would flip and get done. Okay. But there are, okay, I'm, you know, it's Friday night here, and I already told you that we're getting ready to leave. So I got two dogs and a, three dogs and somebody waiting in the back here going, when are you going to get done with this call? But really, what do you like to do? What is it that's going to get you to what you like to do? And what aspect of what it gets you to, to do that do you not enjoy doing? And find the people the technology or the process to fill that. So in in two of the three companies I worked with, the recommendation I gave them was go find somebody who will do this part of it because you don't like doing it. And because you don't like doing it, it doesn't get done or it doesn't get done well. And and and, and more often than not, if if it's something that you don't like doing, the likelihood of that person being similar to you is 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 it's unlikely. Um, oh, absolutely. And, and be okay with that. And and well, be okay with be okay if with you, if you person. if you don't like the marketing, if you don't like the social media, if you find someone that does, but I can almost guarantee you that they're going to be a polar opposite to you. But but to get this part of the business done because you deemed that it's an important part to get done, then we've got to then we've got to look think creatively and go out of our comfort zone to find those people that can do it and could be outsourced, could be part time, could be an intern. There's there's a whole host of ways in which you can think creatively uh, to get that function done. Yeah, I work with two companies, and one of the conversations I had with a friend who like came running. I was on the dog park. I had my headset my earbuds in and I didn't hear him and he, and somebody tapped me on the shoulder and he looked at me and goes did I not say your name correctly he goes oh you got earbuds and I went what are you what are you doing here David he goes I just need to tell you I got I got this job and uh, I'm working for this company and he was explaining what they were doing and he goes he said um they're hiring people but they're not really hiring them they're first saying they're they're contractors and they're spending a couple of months paying them as contractors to discover whether or not they fit, right? Um, there's that aspect I thought was fairly interesting. Then an hour later, I'm back at my house and I'm having a discussion with the guy who's putting a tile in a bathroom. And we were talking about, we had to measure out um, some stuff and he was doing it all in his head. And I go, God, I could never do that. I am not a numbers person. He goes, I thought you were an accountant. Your son said that when he called me, he said that you were uh, running a 
accounting company? I go, oh, I don't know anything about numbers. I can't handle numbers. I don't do, I don't do numbers. I just facilitate the accounting coming in. That's all I do. I don't go near the numbers. But I push, I push a lot of work. But I never touch the accounting number. You would never want me doing the accounting. He goes, I thought you were an accountant. I go, oh, no. Now that's what Shamila and Namilla are for. That's yeah, that's what, my <laughs> for. that's what they do. And and yep. but we define who does what. We have people that work for us in our office too that uh, work with those accountants, but there are support staff around the accountants, so that the people who are accountants who love doing what they do, that's what they get to do all day long. Yeah, and if if anything, you know, there's. Give them more time to focus on what they do best. Um, if 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 getting the the client to use the technology, uh, if the accountant's not the best person to be having that conversation, and I, I'm I'm going to hazard a guess they're probably not. Um, no. Get someone with a teaching or a training background exactly. on a contract basis, part time. Get them to develop the the training and implementation programs for your clients. I was on I was on a phone call with um with a firm the other day, and they were talking about we were trying to get them um to introduce this uh this app to their client and they said oh you know the last time we tried to do this was with a with a portal and and we to exchange documents and and we we went with what we thought had the best interface and and most user friendly but only about 40% of people have taken taken us up on that um i'm like oh actually that's pretty good 40% yeah, take really, up not bad at all but I did go, I went back to them and I just said, look, if you wouldn't mind, just share any implementation materials and, and all that, uh, anything along those lines, just to see if we could improve that process. And and what did their implementation look like? It was one sort of seven paragraph email um, and, and a whole bunch of phone support. And I was just like, well, I think there's a smarter way to do this in terms of how we introduce technology to our clients, how we get them comfortable, how we uh, introduce it in terms of what's in it for me, what's in it for me, the client, um, because I can almost guarantee you that they went to their clients and said, we need you to start using this portal because it's going to make our life easier. Um, nothing in it for the client, nothing. Uh, and, and and you can see in terms of the take up, again, I think 40% is pretty good, but, um, but there's a much better way. Uh, and if someone with a training background, maybe even a short term contract to come in and, and look at your implementation and onboarding materials, that would be really interesting for a lot of firms. And, and Penny, I'm not sure if you're seeing a lot of it, but for the first time, I'm actually hearing accounting firms use the term onboarding um to 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 talk about when a new client comes into the firm and i think that's really interesting as well because for the first I time agree. it's a recognition you know, when rob chandler still owned uh his hosted solution he hired me to give a presentation on onboarding and uh Kim Fedor at QB Express is the one who recommended to him that he use me. And I remember being, there was probably about 30 people in the room. And the questions were, were like, why do we even need this? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what is this about? Um, people just come in and you just collect their documents. And I'm going, you know, it's a process and you got to break it down. You've got you, you, to engage them to the point where they... Give you this stuff freely. You and and I just ahead of like, time. <laughs> I, mean, I, just, I just people looked at me at the end of this and they said we don't get this. 
And but this was, you know, years ago. Um, yep. it was, I remember it was in San Diego. And I think the reason, uh, Kim mentioned me was because I was just like, you know, 10 miles up the road. You can do this, Betty. You're the closest. <laughs> you're the closest person to do this. It was, it was no brilliance on my part, but I just knew that you needed onboarding. And now it's, it's wonderful to see that people are discovering it. But going back to the employee and how you get them, um, I've gone into my office in Chennai and I have told the ladies that are working there that, listen, I don't care that you sit here for a number of hours. I'm not going to track how many hours you're going to sit here. I'm not, I'm, I know that our clients track because they, they get all focused on time. That's brilliant. That's, that's them. I'm telling you right here, if you work in this office, if you do your work and you do it efficiently and you get done what's in front of you and what's demanded of you, if you got two hours left in your day, go home, have fun, yeah. take yep. off. I'm not going to yeah. sit here and nickel and dime this. I'm not going to make you sit in a chair. What I want out of you is intelligent thinking and effective work. Yeah, outputs, not not the inputs, which are the hours, yeah. the outputs. Yeah, that's um, a great way to put it. I want, yeah, yeah. And I want you to, if you want to stick around for two days, uh, for two extra hours, then you know what? Go ahead and ask Dapitha, our training manager, and take a training class. She'd be happy to train you on something new, cross-train you on another team, teach you a new app or a new technology. Go over some of the work you've done if you have questions. And and you're going to get paid whether you stay or go. Um, Penny, I remember one example, and this was a firm I think we both worked with, and we were introducing outsourcing um, uh, to to your firm, and and obviously um, ten years ago when when we were doing this, outsourcing was a bit of a controversial topic, probably still is uh, for, yeah. for for whatever reason. But but we we were talking about how do we actually make this work, and and what we decided to do was rather than spread the outsourcing across the entire te- the the entire team in the entire team what we did is we we focused it on i think it was just two two of the team members that they were going to outsource all of their work during tax season yes um and what happened was the ones that were outsourcing they were out of the office at 5 30 during tax season yep they were the ones uh getting with with fewer extensions uh they were the ones that were enjoying um coming to work each day uh, and and what what actually happened was the rest of the organization saw this and thought, huh, what are they doing differently, and how can I get involved in that as well? Um, some people, the ones that did think that tax season had to be an eighty hour week, they they just never got it. But it was really interesting to to give this outsourcing project to to a, a defined part of the team, and you saw the results immediately. Whereas, had we spread the outsourcing resources across the uh, across the entire organization, there would have been a 60 percent take up. But these two, they they got it, they understood it, they ran with it, and they're out of the office by five thirty every day. And they didn't made work, a massive difference. They didn't work on Saturdays. We did. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but, but I tell people, I go, you know what, you. you, you 
even if you don't want to outsource, pretend you're going to outsource. What would it take yeah. you to outsource your work? And it's going to force you to organize your work and clearly look at all the steps that you take. You know, people who, outs- you know, your clients send you garbage in a shoebox. And what do you get? You get tons of work and hours for you. But if your clients give you an organized, equal, communicative, back and forth work product, you're happier. They get the results they want and you go home earlier or you go and surf earlier or you go and walk your dogs, whatever it is you want to do. The I learned this a long time ago. Um, we got the option, this was back in 2003, uh, a relatively large company asked us to bid on an outsourcing job. And I thought, oh, there's no flipping way we're going to get this. And we got shortlisted. And I was like going, how the hell did that happen? And we didn't get the job. But the guy that made the selection called me and he said, I want to tell you something. The reason you didn't get the job. And I said, oh, okay. He goes, no, you really need to know this because what you presented was very well. Your problem was you didn't understand. We know outsourcing. We know that when we move work outside of our office, whether it's onshore, offshore, remotely with an employee, whatever. We know one thing, when you're first doing it, it's going to take a lot of effort up front. And you didn't price it in a way that we thought you understood that. Oh, interesting. And it was 2003 and I was just getting my, I'd only been in this outsourcing stuff. And by outsourcing, I mean, not even like offshore or anything. We were just building product for our accounting clients and defining what it would take for them to have an employee that didn't, or a contractor that didn't work in their office do work for them. And um, I learned a big lesson on that. And it's the preparation up front. And that's where I got the onboarding (laughs) idea. It's like you have to have the prep up front. And people will say, well, I don't have time to do that. Well, if you don't have time to do that, you'll never have time, period. Yeah, and, and I, I, I remember there's a firm up in Canada, Live CA, um, and they were just getting started eight, nine years ago. Um, but early on, they recognized the importance for onboarding. Uh, and early on, they had onboarding specialists within their team. Um, and so even as a team of 10, they had they, they did have a dedicated onboarding specialist. Now as a team of 60 plus, that that, that, that business unit is, is eight plus people. Uh, and I'm just looking at some of the, the team members there and their degrees in English and education, communications. That's who's on, on the, the onboarding specialist team. They're the not accountants, are they? <laughs> Absolutely no, uh, but 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 what what really stuck out to me was the these guys saw the importance of onboarding even within a team of of eight people, ten people. They had a dedicated person to this. I'm not sure if they were full time, part time, whatever it is. But I think for 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 listeners out there, I think it's really important that you've got to think creatively about all these different functions in your firm and how to be exceptional at them. You don't have to do it. 
you don't have to be exceptional at everything. Maybe you're you're the you're ex- exceptional at, at, at tax and the technical side, but that that goes out the door incredibly quickly if the client experience, if the onboarding, if the training, if the systems and processes that are around you um, are less than exceptional. So I think that's what's really important for for listeners is this is important and how do we deliver it at 100%, not 60%, not 70%, but 100%. And the only way that you can do it is by partnering with the right technology, with the right vendors, with the right outsource providers. That's the only way you can deliver that to your clients um, successfully. Yeah. And, and when I onboard a client with us, uh, I tell them I'm going to be your best buddy for about one to three months, depending on how <laughs> this happens. And best, buddy, best buddy is pretty loose. <laughs> Not really. But after that, um, you're only going to contact me when you've got a problem. And I'm only going to contact you when I see a problem coming up because I'm watching. Uh, so, um, because my job is to get on to the next onboarding. Yeah. Uh, and I only pop and, and, in. And the, smooth, and the smoother that, that one to three months is, the, the, it sets the tone for the rest of the relationship for oh God, yes. three, absolutely. five, t- the next 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, with some of the clients that we have, they've been, you know, around for like, well, we what we got started. When did we do this book thing? <laughs> Whenever that year was, Shamila and Miller and I got started, and uh, the clients that we brought on board that first year are still with us. Uh, but and 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 actually, that you talk about that book that um, that that is available. Um, the the actual onboarding checklist, I think, was one of the most downloaded resources ever. It was and it was a sixteen page document um, that you, you you'd obviously customize depending on the client, but. But every single client that came on uh, went through that same onboarding checklist yep. discovery program. Yep. Yeah. And 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 I have the same. I, I they I send the same template out. It's like you know what I'm doing with you. This is what you should be doing with all your clients. <laughs> you know, yeah. I tell them that all yeah. the time. What you're going to do, what you're going to experience with us, you should be doing. You modify it but you should be doing it with all your clients. And the funny thing is, is that when we don't get that, we build it anyways. When we, when we take them on, we build mm. it. You know, we have and, and, so, and so Penny, thinking about um, time and making sure you get to the cocktail party on time. Yes, because um, we are in 30 minutes. <laughs> today's episode was, the genesis was an article um, that we'll share on the website about the accounting profession running low on CPAs. Um, and I, I think that is always counter to what the AICPA puts out, that more people have gone through accounting programs than ever before. And so I think that the disconnect is people are going through accounting programs, but they probably do go for a short stint in public practice, but then they see that same as last year and this focus on inputs of hours rather than outputs of results. And then they think, you know what, this isn't for me. Um, and so I think for, for anyone, I'm going to go, yeah. surf. no, no, or, or I'm going to go, I'm going to go work 60 hour weeks at, 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 uh, Google or, or a, a fun tech startup. Um, they in, need a in business a analyst. I, I have the ability to do that because all the education I got will teach me that. 
Yeah, know? yeah, absolutely. But, but 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 what I think is is they're staring down the, the this idea that um, to be successful, I have to do this. I have to do um, hundred hour weeks during tax season. I have to run my business this way. I I have to be a, a warm warm body in a seat doing this particular type of work. And I have to be miserable when, twenty years from now. Yeah. No. <laughs> ain't gonna happen but, but if we go back to i think maybe episode number two uh firm owners you've you've got to sit down and say what is it that we want to be when we grow up what do we like to do what do we not like to do and i can almost guarantee you you've, if you haven't done this with your team as well it'll be an incredibly um enlightening experience for yes. you to do so yes and once you've identified those red lights to stop if they're mission critical, we've got to work out how to get them done. Do we partner with another organisation to do it? Is there technology? Uh, do we outsource it? Uh, it, it I, I don't care how we do it, but if we go down this path of, of trying to deliver, trying to do everything, then we're going to fail uh, and we're going to force more good quality people um, out of the, the profession. Absolutely, and out the door. They'll never walk in in the first place. And, like that, but, I mean, the East Coast. But the, 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 the fun thing is, what well, fun, um, exciting thing is that firms that we're working with that have embraced this idea of, of we're going to build this practice, build this business to do, to be very intentional, they are growing faster than, uh, than all the, 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 the average firm. Um, they've got resumes in their, I was going to say in their filing cabinet, but, but stored somewhere on, on a secure online location that they're beating people away. They're beating applicants away, um, compared to other firms out there that, that are barely getting any resumes coming through their inbox. And I think it's really important for listeners to take a long, hard look at yourself as, um, as your example, um, Penny was, uh, Go, go out to the front of the office. What's the front office look like? What's the front reception look like? And take that long and, and, and think about that throughout the entire business. Is this something that you would want to, to join now? Is this something yeah. that you would want to be doing? And if not, you've, you've got you've to take some, um, some, some important steps. You've got to read that book about the smoker. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I know. I have to do this every day with myself. Nobody's perfect. I have to reimagine this every day with myself and kick myself in the ass and remind myself what it is that's making me happy. Constantly. Yeah. You never stop. Yeah, and and I think, Penny, as well, you've got to recognize that it's not my strong suit. But how do I get it done? How do I think creatively to get this done? Righto, Penny. We better get you to your cocktail party on Friday night. Anything else? <laughs> anything sorry. else for the? Anything else for the listeners? Um, you know what? Uh, it's an exciting time. There's a lot of work to be done, and there's a lot of uh, energy out there. And you don't always have to duplicate yourself. Just remember that you don't need another you. You just need somebody who will help you be a better you. Oh, I like that. What a what a good way to finish, I Penny. Think I said that. Oh my god! <laughs> that, that glass that glass of wine before the episode really, yeah, it was. <laughs> really, really, really helped. Huh? With 
with another one, but I'm going to go have another <laughs> cocktail party. This will be a fun cocktail party. I, swear. I think so. Penny, right. always a pleasure. We'll talk All to you right. next time. Have a good one. Ladies and gentlemen, you too. Ladies and gentlemen, strategy in the virtual controller, satvc.co, satvc.co. You'll find a link to the article uh, that we were discussing there, plus all the other episodes. Do us a favor, go on to your favorite uh, podcasting um, platform, give us a review, give us a rating, share us with your friends. Uh, And any questions, please please don't hesitate to reach out. Send us an email via our LinkedIn profiles, via our Twitter profiles, uh, which you can find there. Have a great day, ladies and gentlemen.